Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. That's right, it's HopeNet Radio tonight. We're glad that you've joined us. Jeff and DW, your hosts here on HopeNet Radio. And if you're new to the show, we connect parents, teens, and young adults in meaningful conversations about things that matter to you. We don't want to bring up stories or issues that really, you know, they don't make a difference to you. And talk about some of the struggles, talk about some of the difficulties, and hopefully give you some perspective that might sound a little contrary to this world, but actually will help you to be successful. And Dave, the thing I love about you is you love to make people successful. And I'm learning just in our short time together in the last couple of months here, that it's more important to help people to become successful rather than to try to make your own gain and try to make your own name out of somebody else and use them rather than make them successful. And so that's our goal for you. That's our hope for you on the show tonight. So you can connect with us on the show. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com anytime during the show or on podcast. You can do that just the same. And all of our past episodes are on hopenet360.com, which is our website. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and all that. Facebook, Twitter, just the same. Look up hopenet 360 and connect with us there. Follow us, like us, and we would love to hear from you. Again, this show is interactive. So, Dave, tonight, you know, this is, we just went through Christmas. It's it's amazing. It, it comes and goes so fast. Hopefully, your Christmas has been well, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a Christmas story, how you made this Christmas the best Christmas ever, what did you do differently? Last week, we talked about doing some things differently so that you could have the best Christmas ever. And so we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us, email us on that too. So Dave, tonight, I want to talk about resolutions. And it's the time of year where now you see the ads come on television for these gyms and workout places. And uh, I don't know if you find that interesting or significant at all, or if it's even cliche anymore to make resolutions, but do you see it happening in our culture where we make up these resolutions and in less than a month we have totally uh, forgotten (laughs) what our resolutions are, have totally given up? Oh, yeah. It's interesting you say that. And I think, you know what, there's so many times in our lives where we do things that really we never intend to follow through on. I mean, how many in my life alone, I'm trying to think back now, how many diet plans have been like the answer for throughout year throughout the years? You just go back and there there's the no fat diet and then there was the diet where you ate all meat or something like that. And then there was a diet where you ate no meat and then there was a diet where you ate all bananas for, you know, three months and and, and you sit there and think, Wow, you know, all of those different things have happened. People have gotten uh, different pills and different ideas, and, and yet we still can't lose weight as a society. You, you know, the, the true issue is we don't want to lose weight. We, we don't want to do that. What we want to do is live our life the way we want to live it. And we don't want accountability. I mean, what is it, Jeff? If you, make, if you say, boy, I'm going to balance my budget next year. I'm going to live within a balanced budget, something our nation can't seem to do. But if you decided <laughs> to do that, Jeff, um, what is it that would stop you from fulfilling that, and what is it that would keep you um, on the right track there? Have you ever thought about those those things that happen that way? Well, yeah, and it's not a discouraging thing to say don't keep your resolutions, but again, it, it comes back to how intentional we plan on being. And we talked about this last week on the show for Christmas, and one of the things, one of the keys that we had mentioned of making it the best Christmas ever is to be intentional and find the right things that we need to be intentional about. And sometimes with intentionality comes the opportunity to, dis- to disappoint somebody. You have to say no. You have to, um, as far as when people ask you to, to make a commitment or do something for them, sometimes to be intentional means you have to say no. And that's a hard thing for our culture because we always like to be the yes man. Yes, I'm going to do it and we're going to follow through and it's going to be, you know, this is going to be the best year ever. Ever. From personal experience, there are things that I've committed to 
and that eventually I've just dropped because either it got too hard to maintain or my goals were too far unrealistic or something more interesting or more fluffy jumped in my path. And so it, it diverted my attention from the thing that I knew I should be doing to what I wanted to do instead. And we're all guilty of doing that. I think sometimes it's just that perspective, having the right perspective on what what is really important, what really matters in our life and keeping that focus, not just, you know, from one resolution to another, but just keeping in the forefront of the mind. Or you didn't mean it in the first place, Jeff. I mean, you you might've said stuff that you didn't mean. And and that's easy for us to talk. I think it's easy for anybody to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the best athlete in the world. Next year, I'm going to work out, you know, three times a week. I'm going to, and then we just don't do it. Yeah. It's like, we don't even believe ourselves. And and that's part of the problem. Resolutions are all verbal. If you if you want to have um, a great marriage, you can say, I'm going to have a great marriage this year. That's all verbal. What you need to do is start being intentional about what you're going to do about a great marriage. You, you, you need to spend time with your wife. You need to spend time, that kind of stuff. If you're, if you're going to um, lose weight, you, you need to be intentional. Now, do some research. Figure out the things in life. You know, some of it may just be that you're not disciplined enough to you know, say, I, I'm not going to eat everything on my plate or whatever. Go buy a smaller plate. You know, I mean, do do something that's intentional, at least, that will allow you. And then have the guts, the courage. This is what we don't like. But have the courage to tell somebody who will hold you accountable. In other words, you want to lose 10 pounds, tell somebody, look, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose it in six months. Could you check up on me and make sure I'm on, 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 on this? And then don't run away from them when you see them in a parking lot or something because they're checking on you. Yeah. Invite people to investigate you. See, we don't do that well. So basically, we're just all talk. Well, and I agree, too. And and I've had people that have come to me and said, hey, I need you to keep me accountable in this part of my life. And um, and it helped me hold my resolutions because I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the first six months. You know, whatever it is, there's some really high expectations that we have and high goals that we set. And I think one of the things that really does discourage anybody from accountability is just that fear of failure. And when you have failed, you know, the person who has got to call them on the carpet and say, hey, you haven't lost it. And then they look at you and say, well, you haven't lived up to your expectations either. You stopped going to the gym, right. you know, months ago. Right. So don't look at me and tell me that I'm failing because you're a failure. And so yeah. we, we, we set ourselves up, I think, for failure too often. But also we end up losing sight of what our goals were to begin with. Tonight on the show, we do want to talk about how to have healthy expectations. And Dave, we end up talking so much about expectations. Why is it in life, much of our life is revolved around expectations? Because it's something that we can do in the future. I mean, we can look forward to something and make believe that it's going to be okay, even if we're not doing anything today to make it okay. And that's one of the weird parts of it. I mean, it's like saying, I am going to be better next year than I am this year. And then we don't do anything about it. And we want to be better even though we don't do anything about it. See, that that's not how it works. If you really want to have a better next year, then you can't do everything that you did this year in order to get better next year. You have to do something different. But and, Dave, and I, that's, I that's, just got a new video game for Christmas and you're telling me you're telling me I can't do the same thing. I can't get like glued to this this new video game this yeah, year. Yeah, you know what? To do the same thing over and over again and to expect different results from it is insanity. That's all that is. And so what what, what we need to do is is be able to understand if if life is going to be different in this year to come, if we want it different in any area, we need to be intentional, set goals, have somebody around us that's not impressed with us that will actually hold us to the uh, those those goals and and we can see change. You know, one of the things that bugs me, Jeff, is that the research shows us that about 18 years old, when you're 18 years old, you you seldom will change anything you think the rest of your life. You spend the rest of your life trying to prove what you already believe. Now, look, that's not even Christian as far as I'm concerned. We are people who are supposed to be moldable and we need to be molded. So we need to put ourselves in a position where every year we're saying, I am going to be better. I'm going to be a better husband this year if, if you're married. I'm going to be a better friend. I'm going to be a better worker. I'm going to be a better student. Now, now it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to say, here's how I'm going to do it. And that's what I'm encouraging our people to do. Go, go to the next step, be intentional, and then get somebody to hold you accountable to it. You know, email us and tell us, here's what my goals are. Include us. Maybe we put you on our prayer list. We'll, we'll try and help you out too, but you, don't go it alone. Talk about it. And then actually make a plan. But don't just say, here's my resolution and, oh, that's cute. I mean, that's not going to happen. 
Yeah. If you'd like to connect with us on the show, you can email us at hope at hopenet360.com or on Facebook, on Twitter. We do encourage you to find an accountability partner. Again, it's those are important things. We're going to talk more about this and how to keep resolutions and how to have healthy expectations in our next part of our conversation. So we're going to take a break and play some more music. Keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio tonight. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. That's right. We're back on HopeNet Radio tonight. Jeff, DW, your host. Glad that you've joined us. Connect with us during the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Let us know how your Christmas went, how you made Christmas the best Christmas that it ever is. And if it wasn't the best Christmas, I want you to know that you can always go and chat with a live coach and talk to somebody, maybe about the difficulties, the stress, the change. You know, I don't know what happened on Christmas, but if it was a bad Christmas or you just, you're in a low place tonight, you can go and chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com. Anytime you need to, there's always a live coach waiting to talk to you about anything you're going through and struggles that you have or whatever. And tonight on our show, we're not talking about recapping Christmas. We did talk about Christmas last week on the show and go to HopeNet360.com and check out our last episode episodes after the show. But tonight we're talking about resolutions. And while it it might sound cliche, it might sound like, you know, oh, this is everybody's talked about resolutions before. I've set up resolutions before and I've just failed at them. I've not followed through with them. And so this year I'm not really doing it. Well, you know, don't don't spoil it for the rest of us. Some of us actually do take time and consider how to make 2014 the best year that it could possibly be and to set some kind of realistic goals for our life. So we're going to chat about that and maybe you want to share some of your resolutions that you have set up for 2014 and you want to email us at hope at hopenet360.com. We'd love to know what your resolutions are if you do resolutions. And um, so, Dave, we were chatting a little bit about, you know, resolutions and how it sometimes it, it can become cliche, how we can, you know, just because it's the end of the year, we say, well, I don't like how I ended this year. So next year to make it better, I'm going to set up these expectations and I'm going to go and work out or I'm going to go and change my eating diet. And, um, you know, I'm going to do things differently this year. And so uh, part of this conversation is I want to, I want to help people understand what healthy expectations really are in our own lives. And not only maybe for our physical health, but even our spiritual health. Um, have you done things in your life that you've changed and you've maybe made a resolution and you're glad that you did and it ended up working? Working out in your life? Oh, yeah. A lot of times we don't make resolutions until we're forced to. We don't really, when I had heart condition, I had to make resolutions on my diet. I had to lose some weight. I had to, you know, you have to or you're going to die. Those are your two options. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, well, I think I'm going to do this better, you know, in the year to come. And I did. And, uh, and I kept to them. And, and uh, you know, I have three make-its that I give people. There's three things you got to make when you're going to do a resolution. One is make it simple. You know, it's not hard to figure out. I got to lose 10 pounds. Okay. Um, Now, to go about that, how am I going to do it? Well, if you have my personality, you want it done in 10 minutes. You know, I was out in the garage trying to figure out how to make a shop vac into a liposuction machine. You know, I mean, I'm going to figure out how to do this and get it out of here quickly. And, you know, and of course, uh, my wife's laughing at me because she knows that, you know, he's probably serious on that. He's, he's going to go out there and sterilize something and go, go suck all the fat out of him. You know, that's <laughs> not how you do it. That's not realistic. That's not even simple. You know, make it simple. I can lose weight over the next six months by eating less every meal. I'm having one helping instead of two, smaller plate, whatever. Make it simple. The second make it is make it something you can actually do. I know that sounds redundant almost, but so many times we we say, I am going to lose 100 pounds in the next week. (laughs) No, you're not. You know, talk about giving up on a resolution. You just made something that you can't even come close to doing. So the first is make it simple so that it's very understandable, then make it something that you can actually do. And the third make it is make it public. Right. I mean, go out there and talk to somebody about it and make it public. And, and I tell you what, if you make it simple and you make it something you can actually do and you make it public, you're probably going to do it. And, and, and then you'll be successful. Yeah. And we focus a little bit here on the health part of it, the physical health part of it because again America the biggest problem in America isn't you know we talk about teen suicide we talk about young people who 
self-injure and they self-harm. But actually the biggest problem in our culture is obesity and is those heart conditions. More people die annually from heart-related conditions than any other death. And so we want to help add years to your life. And we don't want it to be cliche, but we do want to help focus a little bit on the physical side of it. Because again, the things that we do to our body also affect our mental health. They affect our spiritual life as well. And even in the church, we have a big problem with obesity and overeating or just overindulging. And um, part of that, I do think, is that whole part of Paul kind of admonishing the church and not to take grace for granted and to take liberty with grace, um, but to understand how that relates to a spiritual part of it, which kind of ties into this next part of the conversation, because I think it's important that we don't just focus on the physical health and even changing our diets, but changing our spiritual diet. So many of us will try to make our own way. And Christians nowadays, the average Christian, I heard of statistics, even the average um, pastor spends less than 10 minutes a day in the word of God. I don't know, Dave, if there's another way that we can take this on the spiritual part other than it's absolutely critical to have a goal or have an expectation of how you're going to grow spiritually in the next year and in your relationship with God. Too many Christians are are sometimes settled on just staying the same or just getting by week to week and pardon kind of the crudeness of it, but we almost have an anorexia when it comes to the Christian faith and knowing the word of God and actually spending quality time with him. I don't know if you agree with that, if I'm way off base, but I agree. What's really interesting, again, is that no matter what problem that you face today, whether it be obesity, whether you're thinking suicidal thoughts, that kind of thing, you didn't get there overnight. There's there's a process that got you there. And that's why conversations save lives. We, we want you to contact our HopeNet 360 uh, coaches. We have live coaches waiting for you. You know, you, you need to start dialoguing with people about what you're actually thinking. That's part of the process. And spiritually, some of you are, are, are at your end spiritually because you haven't spent time with God. Again, I could make it simple. You need to spend some time with God. Make it something you can do. Spend a half an hour in the morning before you go to work. I mean, make it something you can do and make it public. Go, go out there and say, you know what? How in the world, if, if I am disappointed in God, I don't know him. I need to get to know him. If I'm angry with God, I don't know him. I need to get to know him. So, so make it simple. Make it something you can do and, and make it public. Same emotional. And there's some things that we can talk about down the road here, Jeff, in our program that there's, there's a lot of things that go on in our minds. Mm-hmm. Remember this uh, basic principle. Satan really would love to capture you, and he always works from the body to get the mind. In mm-hmm. other words, uh, the way you feel the way you you perceive he he works through your feelings he works through your body to grab a hold of your mind and then gets your mind to justify it yeah. god works the opposite he works in your mind and when your mind works properly you can actually say no to your body see that's that's the difference and what we want you to be able to do is recognize there there may be some emotional issues that you're struggling with. In other words, you may eat for a certain reason. You're overeating for an emotional reason. Maybe you've even talked to some counselors or some psychologists about it or something, and that may be. But but Satan's trick is still there. He, he loves to get us captured yep. and make us feel like we can't change anything, and he works from the body to the mind. So I want to encourage our listeners to try and figure out, okay, I need to be very specific. I need to make it simple spiritually. I need to make it something I can actually do and make it public. And then I really need to start being intentional about spending time with God and watching the emotional health and the spiritual health start to heal up and then seeing the physical side of it heal by itself almost down the road because of the fact that we're being intentional. And both of these things relate to physical health and our spiritual health, a lot of times the battle isn't necessarily with the food that we eat. The battle is in in the mind, really. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite verses is Romans 12, 2, to to renew your mind. When we start believing the lies or those voices in our head that said, you can't do it, you're not good enough to do it, you've already failed, here's where you failed in the past— Sometimes those things are what hold us back from keeping any kind of resolution, whether it's your health, your diet, your workout regimen that you want to improve on, whatever it is. The battle isn't necessarily in the the plate that's before you. It's really in the mind. And when we can key in on those lies and we can start addressing the lies, and our coaches are very good at doing that, 
that you also begin to realize that those lies no longer have a hold on you. And then you can really be, you, you really find out what it means to be set free from those things and actually keep the resolutions that you're on. And so maybe tonight your battle isn't having too high of expectations or too high of resolutions to follow through on, but your battle is because you have doubts that you'll actually be able to keep them because you failed in the past. And so this is a brand new year. The thing that I love to, to share with people is, you know, New Year's, it doesn't change the amount of days, it doesn't change the amount of hours that you get. You don't get, a, you don't get another hour added on your day when you go into 2014. You don't get another, you know, day. This isn't a leap year, so you can't just say we are going to take one more day and go with that. But you have to realize that, you know, what, what time you do have to be intentional on it. I love that word, intentionality. There are things that, that God wants to do in our life, and if we're open to it, he's going to come through and he's going to show up in real ways. So we're going to take a break in our conversation and come back and kind of finish up this discussion on resolutions. And then I do want to discuss some, some other things uh, related to New Year's. Keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio tonight. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hope Net Radio on Q90FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back tonight on Hope Net Radio. Dave, Jeff, here with you in studio. Connect with us, email us anytime during the show, and let us know your thoughts on what your Christmas was like, any New Year's resolutions that you have in your life. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at hope at hopenet360.com or connect on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. I feel like I beat a dead horse every time I say that, but we love to hear from you guys. We love the interaction. We love to connect with listeners, and we'd also use your thoughts and your emails in, in next shows as they come up, and uh, so we'd love to hear show ideas and show topics on things that you want us to talk about. So, Hey, Jeff, have you ever really beat a dead horse? I haven't beat a dead horse, but I would I would assume yeah, okay. it doesn't. I really just wondered because I, I I assume you know what that means, but it, it was very interesting <laughs> that it's like beating a dead horse. Go ahead. <laughs> I love your thoughts, Dave. So anytime you want to yeah. connect with us, we would love to hear from you. So Dave, we've been chatting about resolutions, and I want to take a little bit of a, another spin on this. And we talked about this a few weeks back with Jake Spielbauer uh, about having vision for your life, and part of looking into. 2014 is that idea of vision is having a healthy vision for your life. So we've talked about some health things, you know, it's, it is valuable to to have a workout plan that's different from this year. And Dave, you talked about doing things differently this year than this last year, because if you try to do the same thing that you did last year, it's going to give it's going to give you the same results. And if you believe otherwise, then by definition, that's insanity. So trying to do something different in your life, saying no to things that you should probably say no to and saying yes to things you should say yes to are important. But I want to talk a little bit more about vision for this new year and um, just to talk about how we can have a bigger vision or a better vision or a godly vision for this year that not only affects our health and, and our physical well-being, but also our spiritual health and even our financial health. Setting financial goals is an important thing, is it not, in our New Year's resolution? I, I would have to say that it's that's also an important thing to look at in my life. Yeah, I used to love reading Gordon MacDonald, and one of the things that Gordon MacDonald said was unplanned time usually goes to your weakness. And that's true. For example, you come home on a Monday night, you don't have anything planned. You flip on the TV at six o'clock. It's on at 10 o'clock. You go to bed. You didn't do anything. You just kind of watch TV all night. You didn't plan. So intentionality is very important. Same with a life. Unplanned lives, I would say, unplanned lives usually go to your weakness, not your strength. What we need to do is plan. And so we want to look forward and say, at least I want to know where I end up here. I want to have an end game in, in sight. So we've talked about losing weight, emotional, spiritual, and now, you know, kind of having vision. When I look at young people, I usually look at them through the lens of potential. All right. You're young. I mean, you have, you have two children, Jeff, and you look at them and hopefully you see them as a dad would uh, through the lens of potential. Oh, man, what these kids could do in life for the kingdom, what, the, what they could become. I mean, that's an exciting part of life. What I've realized at my age, the word potential doesn't work anymore. If you're still looking at Dave Wager at 57 years old saying he's got potential, that's a tragedy. I should have reached some of that potential by now. The difference between those who don't reach potential and those who do is intentionality. They actually begin to put themselves in a position where they can actually achieve what this goal or vision is. Mm -hmm. Now, again, if you don't have a goal or vision, 
oh my goodness, now, now you have nowhere to go. So every day is unplanned, every year is unplanned, mm-hmm. and you need to start having a vision. I want to share my vision, if I can, for the year to come, okay. if I can, and, and some of the things that I'm hoping. And it's been this way now for a few years, actually, but I, I just reaffirm it. My vision really revolves around David and Goliath. And, and David and Goliath, if you remember that story, not just because my name's David, although that's cool, <laughs> um, it, it, but David was a, a young man who shouldn't have been fighting Goliath. And when he went one day to fight Goliath, um, he went out there and he said this to him, and this is my own translation, uh, but he said, uh, today I'll feed your bones to the birds. It's kind of like beating a dead horse, I guess, Jeff, I'm not sure. But today I'm going to feed your bones to the birds because you don't know who God is, but you will today. And then he looked at his brothers and he said, and today you will learn that God does not work through swords and spears. And so the vision I have for my life at 57 years old, I have been at Silverberg Trans for 46 years. This will be my 47th year. I've been in charge for over 30 years. It's not that I don't have experience. I do. It's not that I haven't seen thousands and thousands of young people I have. I'm asking God, what, what am I supposed to do with this experience? What am I supposed to do with what you gave me now? And, and what I keep coming up with is you are to show the Goliaths of the world, the people who are not Christians. You are to show them who I am. And those who aren't Christians, you're to show them how to live by faith. And so I had to go through a journey where I keep evaluating what this faith stuff is. Because, you know, Jeff, there was a time where I I really believed that the faith was my faith and my ability to believe. When I began to realize it wasn't, it was about God's faithfulness. You know, God is faithful to Dave Wager, whether I am faithful or not at times. I am just, it's not my gifts. It's not my abilities. It, it isn't my determination that's going to make it. It's God's faithfulness to me. He has been faithful to me all along, even though I've been a jerk at times, even though I have been a sinful person and done things I shouldn't do. He has been faithful. His mercy has been rich. He has been wonderfully graceful to me. And I am more than abundantly blessed, in, uh, like Mary was, in that I have many opportunities to be used by him. And, yeah. and that's really what I'm talking about. When I talk about vision and future, I think we have to be intentional about moving away from the potential now and moving towards the realization of the potential. And the word intentional is very, very important in that process. Dave, maybe you can find the reference for me on this, but the uh, the verse comes to mind that to whom much is given, much is required. And yeah. I look at that in my own life. I grew up in the church. I grew up in my youth group, and, and I, was, I was blessed at a young age to find out what a relationship with Jesus actually meant and what it looked like. And I had some great mentors around me, And I feel like beyond money, any kind of financial reward in my life or any kind of experience that I have is really because God put the right people in my life and the relationships that I have because I chose to live for him at a young age. So I find myself very blessed in that. But then I also feel the heaviness and the weight and the gravity that comes with that to realize that, okay, there's so much that I've been given and now much is required of me. And what is required of me sometimes takes living in a faith that's beyond my own power, my own control. You talked about having a plan and I don't think your intention was to say that we need to plan out our entire life or plan out the mm-hmm. ways that we're going to do things and, and be successful on. But I also want to point out that sometimes we get, like when we put our resolutions together, we get into thinking that because I failed in the past that God isn't blessing me that way. So I need to just let things go as they are and not have any expectations, or not have any resolutions because I can't keep my own resolutions and I fail over and over. And when I do that, I can't take the guilt and the, the heaviness that comes with that. And right. So tonight we're not saying that. We're, we're actually saying the whole resolution thing is living in faith in a way that honors and glorifies God and not that what you've done in the past hasn't worked and God hasn't anointed it. It's just sometimes we just need to keep it in our forefront. Sometimes we need to be reminded that it's not just our own strength, but it's God's strength and to lean on that. And so I think that's a whole part of the faith thing. And Dave, I want you to share about some of the faith things that you've really gone out with in the past couple of years now on God on some things, because you, as you've been sharing with me, there are just some amazing doors that God is opening at Silver Birch and at Nickley Bible that are just incredible yeah. and uh, are well beyond your own means and your own financial bank. You know, Luke twelve forty eight is the verse you were looking for uh, that you were talking about. And what's really incredible is the more that I understand that it's about God and his faithfulness and not about Dave and his faith the more I see God work because I'm positioning myself. So even when something happens, 
I'm not able to look and say, look what Dave did. What a good boy am I? I'm not able to do that. I'm able to look and say, oh, look at God. Last year, we stepped out in faith and bought a property that we hope is developed to help young ladies to be healthy. And God just did some miraculous things in that property. We call it the Wolf River Refuge, and and we're seeing God already work there. And and we're right in a building phase there. And we don't have any money or anything, but we are building. We're, We're remodeling. Here at camp, we need a new chapel, and we've needed one for a while. Last year... Somebody sent us an an anonymous gift towards this chapel. It was the most money I've ever seen in my life. And yet we didn't even have it planned. We didn't even put out any word for it yet or anything. Just a, a day ago, there was another very substantial gift that came in that said, keep going on that chapel. And I am telling you, two days ago, Jeff, I just met with God alone in my little furnace room, believe it or not. I use it for a sauna. And I was sitting in there praying. And I said, God, would you just please show yourself again? The David and Goliath thing, please. And I'm telling you, I'm so excited because God did. And it's not because of what we know, but because of who he is. And I'm, I'm excited about the faith process that he's put us in. But his faithfulness is what counts, not mine. Mm-hmm. And I want our people to be intentional about positioning themselves. When I say intentionality, be intentional about positioning yourself so you can see God work and that he will use you. Yep. And we're going to kind of leave this conversation about resolutions here. Email in or just comment in your resolutions and, and what you would love to see happen in your life in 2014. If you've really struggled in years past to keep your resolutions or you're not sure what a good resolution is for you this year, I want to just encourage you to chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. They have some great insights and perspective that will maybe help position you in that faith part of your journey in 2014. And if you do not know God tonight and you would love to know more about who God is, the coaching lines are available. So go to HopeNet360.com. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about having a great New Year's this year. So keep it locked in on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio, the second half of the show. Glad that you're joining us tonight. If you've missed the first half, that's okay. We'll post the show later at HopeNet360.com. Jeff and DW, your hosts tonight. And we're chatting about New Year's in this part of our conversation. So connect with us anytime during the show. Hope at HopeNet360.com is our email address. You can also jump on Facebook or on Twitter. Look up HopeNet360 and get connected with our pages there as well. And shoot us a message or shoot us a mention. Whatever you got to do to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. And we love you guys and hearing your story. And um, also want to just throw out there, too, if you're doing something for New Year's, if you've got a youth event or some kind of an event that's fun, that's safe, that's uh, a good place to go, connect with us also. Email us or connect on Facebook and let us know more about your event. We'd love to feature it on our calendar at HopeNet360.com. So tonight, this part of the show, Dave, I would love to just chat with you and give some insight. New Year's is coming up. It's just days away. And for many of us, we're going to go out and hang out with friends or, you know, do some fun stuff around the city, maybe go on some kind of a scavenger hunt. One of my favorite memories as a youth group was going on a big uh, road rally, we called it, and we'd have to go and find stuff around the city, take pictures of it and do, you know, crazy legal stuff, mind you, and um, and come back and, and win this race, essentially kind of like a great race kind of a thing. So how to have a great New Year's and to be safe and to be smart about it, because we do know that it can can be for many people a, a big drinking fest. It can be one of those where it's again it's party, party, party. And while we're not against having fun with friends and being around other people that are fun and, and doing things that are are fun, we want to help you to be safe and to be able to plan ahead for some things. So, Dave, can you think of your best New Year's memory through the years and you know some of the stuff maybe that you've done? Um, you can even share some of the stuff you're not proud of. I don't. I don't think I mind too much if you talk about your dirty laundry that way. But yeah. uh, share share a little bit with us about your favorite New Year's experience. I would encourage our listeners to be thinking about um, all the different places that really are set up for them to have a great time together, celebrating the end of one year and the beginning of another. That are safe. I mean, there's a lot of them, like churches, like you mentioned, Jeff. There's there's several uh, programs that go on, and that's really my best memories. We used to get together as uh, young people and go to our church. I was into sports, and we would play sports like all night. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would play volleyball all night long. 
And about midnight, I think, that, you know, got some of the greatest Chicago pizza ever delivered to our place. And oh. if you remember our programs with Kyle and those guys, you know, Chicago <laughs> pizza, I guess, is the way it is. You got to have the word Chicago in there. Yeah. But, but we would get pizza and we'd be eating. And we would spend all night as a youth group in church, just in the church basement. We had a gym in our church. So we would, you know, we'd be playing that basketball stuff and volleyball all night. And by the next day, we were kind of wiped out. But those are my, that, that's my favorite memories, actually, is, is just being with my friends and doing something that was athletic and eating pizza together. We always had times in the Bible and, and talking about what the, the new year could be and, and that kind of thing as well. So those are things that have been important to me mm-hmm. as I grew up. I think that, again, there's an intentionality there, both probably on my parents' part and on my part, where I was looking for something on New Year's Eve that I could do, that I could be with friends, that we could do some celebrating, that we could eat some pizza, and at the same point, stay safe, because it's so easy to make a decision in 15, 20 minutes that can ruin your life, Mm -hmm. that you didn't really plan on. I mean, you, you go to a party, and you're with people, and all of a sudden, they bring out some alcohol, they do this, they do that, before you know it, things get really messy. And uh, you always need to have kind of a backup plan and and, and something ready to go, somebody you can call to come and get you. But I'm I'm thinking, again, my favorite word, Jeff, is intentionality. Mm -hmm. You go into this thing with your eyes open, trying to figure out what you need to do in order to be okay. And that's what I would encourage our listeners to really do. Dave, if I had if I had one kind of person that I'm kind of hoping listens to this show, it'd be that that new college freshman who is going to be celebrating New Year's away from home this year, and who maybe has an opportunity of freedom and to go and go to places they've never gone before and be with people they've maybe never been with before, uh, as far as partying or having a fun time with. And you know, a lot of the things that we talk about on the show is how to make choices now. So that when you're faced with a situation that you're not going to be tempted or you're, you're going to have a plan in place to handle how you respond in those situations. Because so often the things that happen in our life it comes as kind of a lack of, of planning on our end. You know, if you're faced with a situation of if you go with these groups of friends and if they end up going to a bar, they end up going to a club or something, you know, are you willing to actually go out and and be with them? Um, Are you strong enough in your faith that you're not going to give in to those temptations and um, to kind of have a plan ahead of time? And so maybe you're a parent listening to this show and I would just encourage you to to hand it off to either your son or your daughter who's away at college. We want to encourage them in how to have good standards and stick to those because I know from my own experience, I've gone through those things those temptations and having freedom for your first time is a difficult thing. So Dave, can you think of any kind of tips? What would you give to a young person who is just away at college and who is considering who they're going to go out making plans with for new years and, and what they're going to do? How would you give them some input or advice from your experience and from your age now? Yeah. You know, when I look at it from my age, especially and, and all the young people I've dealt with, one of the things I, I really will encourage you and beg you is don't do something that you'll regret. Again, I so believe in that there's a 15, 20-minute window often that you can make a right decision in that time period or you can make a wrong one. It can affect you the rest of your life. Not, not every decision is lethal, but some are. Mm-hmm. Some decisions you just can't turn away from and, and, and recover from. So that's number one is realize that you can and you're capable of making a decision that could actually destroy some of your future. Remember, uh, when you don't plan, Satan does plan. He always does plan. Hmm. So, so you need to plan yeah. and, because he is making a plan for you. I remember there was a story of a young man that came to me and he said his, he and his buddies on New Year's Eve were going to go to some movies and do something. And I forget what it was. And, and he basically said, you know, at the first movie they picked out, he said, you know, guys, uh, you can go, but I'll call my parents. You know, I, I, I shouldn't go. And what was interesting is that they said, okay, well, how about this other one? He said, no, not that one. And, and then they said, well, what, why don't we go to this bar? And he goes, you know what, guys, go enjoy yourself. I got my, you know what, eventually they all went with him to a place that was safe and et cetera. He was able mm. to gear them all towards another place. Yeah. And, and in the long run, this was a better thing, even yeah. though. It takes some courage sometimes to be able to say, you know what, I've got some standards. I've got parents who care about me and I've got friends that care about me, whatever. They're by their phones. If I call them, they'll come get me. You can dismiss yourself from a group. You can do that. You don't have to be a part of it. Yeah, they might say something to you later or whatever, but chances are on New Year's either, if they're in that kind of condition, they're not going to remember what to say to you anyway. So <laughs> it, th- that's not that's not really your concern. Mm-hmm. Your concern is to lead by doing what's right. And I would just encourage young listeners, would you think about things ahead of time and where they could go and have a plan? And, and even better, go talk to somebody who you know really loves God and say, you know what, here's my plan for this New Year's Eve, and have them throw by their thoughts as somebody you can trust. And then 
make a plan for that night so that you're not stuck with people that you shouldn't be doing things you shouldn't do yeah. and regretting the fact that uh, New Year's Day came. Uh, you don't want to have that happen to you, honestly. You know, I'm going to come up with a diagnosis here that I don't know is medical in its explanation, but a lot of youth and a lot of our young adults suffer from what I call YOLO FOMO. And what that means is YOLO, the phrase that you hear there, you only live once, and FOMO, the fear of missing out. So many young people today get wrapped up in the idea that you only live once. I mean, you're only going to see December 31st, 2013, or, or January 1, 2014. You'll never have this day again. And so the things they do are based on the, the momentary pleasure, the not wanting to to miss out the fear of being alone and so sometimes you're especially college students when they're looking for acceptance from their their maybe their own roommates in their dorm or their friends that they hang out with the people they've made connections with they have to measure up to their standards they have to live up to their expectations and so often they end up compromising their faith they they compromise their beliefs just for the sake of having the ability to fit in or to be accepted. I really want to encourage somebody who is going through that right now of being afraid of being alone on New Year's that don't be motivated by fear. Be motivated by love. Be motivated just like what Dave said. Maybe you can be somebody who can point someone in the right direction to have a good New Year's experience. And uh, we got to take a break here. We're going to come back and continue this conversation. So make sure to connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com. We're going to take a break here. Keep it locked in to HopeNet radio if you're going through something tonight a live coach is waiting to talk to you at hopenet360.com this is hopenet radio feel free to email the show hope at hopenet360.com now back to jeff and dave hey welcome back to hopenet radio jeff and dw with you tonight Get connected in our conversation. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com or get on Facebook and Twitter. And tonight we've been chatting about New Year's. We're a couple of days away from the New Year. And we would love to hear about your Christmas experience too. So if you have a chance and would love to connect with us, let us know what your Christmas was like this year. And if you did anything differently than you've done in the past, we talked a little bit about that last week on the show. And you can go to our website, hopenet360.com, and listen to all of our past episodes there. Or get them on iTunes. It works just the same. And we would love to hear your story of how you made Christmas different this year. Tonight we're chatting a little bit about how to make New Year's different. We've talked already in our show about... Uh, having a healthy vision for your life. We touched on how our young people in our generation today have kind of a fear of missing out or a fear of being alone. And so while some of the things that our young people are going to be doing on New Year's night, New Year's Eve, are going to be kind of more concerned about fitting in than they are about doing what they would actually want to do or be a part of or, or not have a problem doing on New Year's Eve. Would you agree or do you disagree with that? Oh, I agree. You know, I, I think God actually made us to fear missing out. But what Satan does is try and get us to fear missing out the wrong things. What do you mean? In other words, one day I'm going to want to stand before God because I will stand before him and hear him say, well done. I don't want to miss out on that. See, we're made to understand that we could miss out on that. And we don't want to. So we adjust our lives so that doesn't happen. What Satan does, I believe, is come and have us have the fear of missing out in all the wrong places. In other words, you want to talk about the fear of missing out. Think of this. You go out on New Year's Eve. You get yourself drunk as a skunk. Do skunks get drunk? Is that, is that just the same? It's I don't like even beating know. a dead but horse, the, Dave. Yeah, beating a dead horse, drunk as a skunk. These are all phrases that are very important, I'm sure. But you get into a car accident. You're maimed, you know, some way for life. Uh, you didn't understand what you were doing. You know, the idea of drinking responsibly is kind of interesting to me because once you're drunk, you're not responsible anymore. I mean, it, you can try and be responsible while you're drunk, but it affects your brain. So it's really hard to be responsible when you're drunk. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. So let's say while you're drunk, you go out and do something and you, you get hurt. Well, what you're missing out on the rest of your life is walking normally and all these other things. So I do think that there is a healthy fear of missing out that we should have, but it's not a fear of missing out on, oh, no, this person won't like me as much. And not only that, we have to understand that if somebody only thinks I'm good or I'm popular to them or, or likes me because I perform for them, in other words, I am what they want me to be, mm -hmm. that's not much of a friend in the first place, and they can drop me like a cold rock, and they will. 
And, and it's been proven time and time again that that happens. So I would love for the young people to look forward a little bit and say, all right, it's okay to fear missing out, but I think I'm fearing missing out the wrong things. I don't want you to miss out on a great marriage someday. I don't want you to miss out on, on being able to walk with someone you love someday down a, uh, an aisle or, or, or a beach, you know. And sometimes we, we make decisions in the moment that really destroy that. I don't know how many young people have told me, and when I've met with them, that they have children, they're not married, and, and it really changes everything about their life, obviously. And it happened one time when they got together, and they don't read and drink, but they drank, and they got drunk, and they had sex, and they had kids. And it's like, yeah, you know what? That happens like a lot. Mm-hmm. That's not just something that happens once in a while. And how many guys in this perverted culture that we live in will take a young lady and do what they can to, to get her drunk? And, to, you know, don't put yourself in a position where any of that stuff can happen. Yeah. Just don't allow that to happen. On the, and you'll be much better off. Fear missing out, but fear missing out the right things, I would say. Yeah, and if you're going to go out, if you're going to go maybe to a party or just be with friends, be with someone that you know you can trust. And we're talking to, I know we're talking to people who are just going off to college. This is your first New Year's away from home, maybe ever. And so you've got this idea of what freedom is. And so we're encouraging you to make sure you plan ahead and look out for what you can control. And obviously there are some things that come up at these places that you just can't control. And we want to empower you to make the right choice this time. And um, Dave, I just, I really do. One of the things that we talk about on the show, we use the hashtag HNR for HopeNet Radio. And the other meaning for HNR actually stands for have no regrets. And so we talk about this because part of doing this show and talking about these things is that we really want to help you. Even if you have regrets in the past, we want to help you to make the right choices ahead of time so that you can live to the best of your ability a life that has no regrets, that at least you've thought about it, at least you've considered the ramifications of what you're doing so that later on, you know, you can look at from your perspective, you can look at and say, I did everything in my best in my own power and what I could control to make sure that I put myself in the right places. And so that later on, I'm not questioning why I did that or why I never thought about it. Because oftentimes what we hear from people is, man, I want to speak to young people. I want to talk to young people because I've made so many mistakes myself. I've put myself in, in places that, not only would my grandma not want to be at, but I know my own brothers and sisters wouldn't have wanted to be at. I know that my mom wouldn't approve of where I went or my dad wouldn't approve of where I went. But I did it because either I wanted to rebel or I did it because I, was, I didn't know what those things were like and I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Whatever your reason is tonight, you know, we want to help you to make the right decisions. So Having no regrets is very important in life. And you know, we've talked about it a lot. HNR, have no regrets. Great, great thing to remember. But here's the funny thing about regrets again. It takes a planning to do that. If you really want to end up in life with no regrets, and I think all of you do, you want to end up with no regrets. You, you live today so that that can happen. That's all. And, and I'm telling you, that's why God invented old people. I mean, what, what you need to do is go to somebody who actually loves you and loves God and just talk to them. Say, here's my plans. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you see as flags here? Some of the guys, you know, Jeff, I love mentoring young men. And some of the young men that I mentor, actually, they come to me and that's the language they use. They'll come and say, Dave, here's what I'm thinking. Several of them have come and said, you know what? I'm dating this girl. I'm thinking about asking her to marry me. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and they'll say, do you see any red flags? That, that's the, the language they use. Do, do you see any red flags here that I should be looking at and trying to? And, and I love it when they do that. I may not see anything. But what they're asking me as someone who cares about them is, you know what, what am I missing here? Because I don't want to miss something and have regrets someday. And you've already been around the block a couple times. So maybe you can share with me some of the things that I might be missing. And, you know, that's an extremely important relationship that I hope each of our listeners has. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have one, I want to beg you, this New Year's, start getting somebody in that position in your life that you can trust, that loves God. You may need to go to your pastor, your church, your youth pastor, you know, and say, look, I I need to find somebody that I I can just have mentor me and be with me. and I hope that we can really start a movement in our country where, where young people and guys my age, I'm, I'm not going to call myself old yet at 57, but guys my age are able to sit and say, you know what, I'd love to share some experiences with you in order so that your life can be better. Not so that I can control your life, but so it can be better. And Jeff, you can attest to that, that you and I have our differences on certain things. And, and I don't try and control anything in your life. I don't contr- try and control your music. I don't try and control you. It, that's not my goal. My goal is actually to make you a better person. And that's what you need to find in your life that helps you understand what you need to do from their experience, not from trying to twist your arm and manipulate you. Right. And the thing that I realized from a youth pastor's perspective is that 
we're curious by nature. We're going to go and we're going to, we're going to see how far we can push the line to get as close as we can to sin, but not sin. And yet, you know, Jesus really did take a lot of, he went at liberty to, to say, you know what, if you even lust after a woman, you've committed adultery in your heart. So he, he moved that benchmark and that's with good intention because God wants us to set up standards that aren't going to put us even in the place where we can compromise our convictions. We can compromise our faith and do something that, you know, really does bring a, a pretty strong barrier between us and God, not necessarily because he won't forgive us, but because we can't forgive ourselves for. And um, so personally, from my own experience, I can tell you, I grew up in the same kind of culture where it was very much a very sexualized culture. It still is. People are pressured to drink. There's tons of beer ads on TV they sell, and uh, and we buy into it. And I can tell you from personal experience, I've never been drunk. I've never been in a place where I could not control my actions or I didn't have any any perspective on what I was doing at the moment. And I'm thankful that God set me free from that. And that's not a condemnation on anybody. It's just saying that in our young culture and our youth culture today, we're asking the question if any of our teenagers are actually making a stand today for anything that's good that is of God. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, I wanted to be that. And I believe there are young people today that want to do the same thing. They want to be a Daniel in a culture that just goes the opposite direction of what godly living is. And uh, there's some great organizations out there. There is a website that I can think of off the top of my head, and it's daretobeadaniel.com or .org, and we'll post it on our website too, but we need more Daniels in our culture that will rise up and say, I'm not going to bow down. I'm not going to sell into this. I'm not going to buy into this, this style of living because I know it's not going to be blessed by God. And um, so that's our encouragement to you tonight. We're going to continue this conversation in a moment when we come back here on HopeNet Radio, so don't go anywhere. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio tonight. We're so glad that you've joined us. If you've missed the show at all with Dave and I, you can go back and listen to it later on on podcast. Visit HopeNet360.com, and you can also subscribe on iTunes as well to listen to past episodes. Tonight, we've been talking a little bit about how to have a really good New Year's. And Dave, we've been talking about having standards. Our whole show has kind of been wrapped around this idea of having the best New Year that you can possibly have, whether it's making the best resolutions that you can or ones that are going to be successful for you this year, whether it's your health, whether it's, I mean, your physical, the diet sort of stuff, or if it's your mental health, you know, your spiritual life, uh, how to have a better relationship with God and to realize that it doesn't, you can't just rely on what you've done this year. Unless you've been successful, if you really did some really good resolutions in the last year, the last two years, and you've set yourself up for success, then keep doing those things. But for those things that you haven't really gained anything from that, if anything, you've just gained weight instead of lost it, you've found yourself in a place you're still miserable, you've got to change something. And so we're talking about how to have a good vision going into the next year. And so we're focusing a little bit here on how to have a good New Year's. Dave, I love your perspective. We were kind of touching a little bit on alcohol last time, and we realized this is a, a big topic. Alcoholism and the treatment of alcohol-related diseases, it's a, it's a very big issue. It's a very uh, hard issue. There's a lot of heartbreak that goes into that. And so if you can at all avoid it, if you can find a place that's safe, that you can have fun and not drink, or you can find a place where you can be with your friends and not feel pressured to be in that culture, that might be the best thing for you. So, Dave, we've been talking about making wise choices. A lot of young people today feel like they're just, they're missing out. They're not fitting in. A lot of Christians that I talk to have a struggle with fitting in with the right crowd and even finding someone to hang out with these days. And and this can be a time of year where you start experimenting with different people or different friends. And, and uh, I don't know if you've seen that in working with teenagers or working with young adults or guys that are up at Nicolay Bible Institute, but share from your perspective a little bit more on, you know, having a good new year and setting yourself up for success. Again, missing out is one of the key words that we used uh, if you were listening before, you need to podcast it and listen to what we talked about because it really depends what you're going to miss out on. And uh, those that make some really poor choices can miss out on the really good in life that's ahead. And I think you should focus on that. One of the, the two words, again, I'm a word guy, so I like to focus on a couple words. One is benchmark or and the other is guardrail. I mean, those those two things. And we've talked about guardrails a little bit, I think, on the show before. 
uh, but benchmarks kind of thing. Say, okay, here's where I'm putting the guardrail so that I'm not that close to the edge. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I think you need to do ahead of time. Look and say, here's the guardrail for me. I I am going to be one who wants to have no regrets at the end of the celebration. I want to have no regrets in life. I want to have no regrets. Here's the guardrail. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for me, that's going to be, I'm not going to be partying with people who are going to be getting drunk and that kind of thing. I'm just not going to do it. So that's the guardrail for me because I don't have to deal with anything that's going on in that room or what what can happen or or be a victim and and that kind of thing. Now, that doesn't mean that these uh, people aren't my friends or whatever else. It means that I'm going to uh, have the guardrail or a benchmark in place. Right. And you know what? A lot of times what we want to do is is go to the scriptures and just try and figure out what the guardrails or the benchmarks should be and put them in place. And then let that be a conviction from God in our life. Mm-hmm. And it might be a little different for, for people. I think that God really works in people's lives a little differently in that uh, some might be more susceptible to something. And God knows that, and he keeps us away from this group or that group. Or, you know, some people get together, and they uh, might want to play volleyball all night like I did when I was in high school. That's great. Um, And not too much trouble there that's going to happen, and you get a lot of friends and do things. And there are ways that you can just do things where you won't have those regrets. And we'll meet all the benchmarks and all the guardrails will keep you safe. And uh, I just think that night especially is a night where you want to set it up so that it's done intentionally mm-hmm. instead of just moving into something and not seeing what's going on. So intentionality, unfortunately, Jeff, is the word that keeps coming out. Yeah, you never get anywhere by accident in life. One of my youth pastors that I grew up with had often said that we're, we're a product of the choices that we've made. And while that is mostly true, I look at a lot of young people and I've known a lot of young people who want to make the right decisions and we all make mistakes and they've messed up and I've messed up and there are times that we try to make the right choice every single time and the reality is is we are tempted we're led astray by our own selfish desires and while that's a it's a factor to factor in I think it's important to recognize that we're not talking about being perfect and and I struggle myself with being perfect having to measure up with someone else's standards even if they're not necessarily biblical I just I personally just struggle sometimes with living up to someone else's expectations of me. And I'm so thankful that I had mentors in my life who put up realistic and and biblical perspectives, realistic and biblical expectations in my life, because otherwise I'd be I'd be living up to something that was entirely not who I was. And just for the sake of fitting in for being a good worker or being a good student or being a good kid, because those are different pressures that young people face today is just not necessarily missing out, but really living up to someone's expectations so that they're accepted. It's so interesting how God's wired us to be people of relationships. We we are built and we're wired for relationships with other people. And what we do from a personal level is we expect someone to act a certain way or maybe to have a certain car or to have a certain kind of girlfriend or a spouse or, you know, whatever. We have so many different expectations and so often in our culture, we're, we're living up to expectations that just are not right and they're not where we need to focus our energy on. And yet we just get suckered into it. That yeah. might be you. Maybe you're thinking about going out and hanging out with some friends that you know are probably not the right influence, but again, are not comfortable being by yourself at this time or you're just you feel like you're going to miss out on something we just we really want to encourage you on the show tonight that not to worry about those things not to compromise your beliefs just so that you're not alone just so that you can be with somebody so we want to encourage you if you want to connect right now there's a live coach waiting to talk to you at hopenet360.com and you can always connect with us that way email us on the show hope at hopenet360.com what do you do when you're faced with a decision of if you're going to miss out with somebody else what are you going to do for new year's We'd love to hear from you on that stuff. So, Dave, I one of my favorite memories with New Year's, and I know I shared this a little bit before, but my favorite things to do for New Year's was just to be with my friends. I grew up in a youth group, and those are my friends. And the people that were there, we did, you know, all-nighter kind of stuff. You know, we had crazy adults who were willing to actually stay up late, 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 pretty much all night and watch over us, make sure we weren't sneaking off and, and being in places we weren't supposed to be, kind of keeping the the good boundaries, the good guardrails set up for us. But I loved that. And, you know, I know sometimes in our youth culture, it kind of goes through a trend where, you know, some adults really don't feel comfortable staying up all night. You don't really make the best judgment staying up all night. So maybe your youth group is just doing something late. Dave, I I just, I see that a lot in our culture. I see young people who are just afraid of missing out and of being rejected or being, you know, feeling like they're less than. You know, you talked about expectations too, Jeff. And we have to understand it's not like uh, if you read the story that we've talked about before of Esau in Genesis chapter 25, 
uh, you realize that, that he got so focused on the moment that he gave away the future. And, and I call them the porridge people. He was, he was focused on the porridge. Mm. Please don't be a porridge people. Think in this line of understanding that there are these urges and desires that come to you for the moment. But don't let your body dictate to your mind what to do. That's why we're talking about intentionality. That's why we talk about talking to an older person. Have a plan in place so, so you just don't go to your weakness. And if you do that, I think we'll be okay. We've come to the end of our show here on HopeNet Radio, but I just I always want to encourage you that you know if you ever feel like you're afraid of missing out with somebody, you're afraid of you know just something going on. If you've got stuff that's going on in your life that seems like it's out of your control, you can always chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com and just know that we're there to give you the best kind of insight that we can from a biblical perspective, but also to realize that. It doesn't necessarily have to be just for Christians. You can be listening, and you can just be thinking, man, I, I have no idea what this whole God thing is. I don't even know how to make the right decisions. What is the right decision for me? You know, Should I go and hang out with these friends? Should I not go and hang out with these friends? You know, What if they end up going drinking, or what if they end up going someplace that I'm not comfortable with, and they're my ride? I mean, what do I do then? And so what we're saying tonight is we want to help you to make better decisions ahead of time so you're not faced with those situations later on. And we always encourage you to look at God's where we, if you're looking for a mentor or you need someone to chat with, we encourage you to always seek out counsel that is from somebody who's a little bit older, who's a little bit wiser, who knows something that you don't know probably. And we would love to connect you with a live coach. You can also email us anytime you want, hope at hopenet360.com. If you'd like our perspective from Dave or from myself, we would love to connect with you that way. And again, like us on Facebook, connect with us there. From all of us here on Hubnet Radio, from Dave, from me, I would love to wish you a happy new year, and we'll see you guys next year. So have a great week. 